Life isn't meant to be a struggle, but life isn't always easy. It's time to magnetize your life on purpose. Follow me at KathleenMiner.com. As founder and president of Hopeful Handbags International, a nonprofit 501c3 organization, I would like to ask that you donate your once loved handbags filled with necessities that will be donated to women getting back on their feet again that have gone through down times, abuse, and homelessness. Never underestimate the power of hope. If you or your business would like to donate funds, necessities, become a drop-off location, or start a Hopeful Handbags in your area, Contact me at KathleenMiner.com and you too can give hope. Hi, I'm so great. I'm so excited to be here with you. So how is the weather out there in California? You know, it's changing. I can only say it's better than Siberia and anything (laughs) is warmer than Siberia. You know, I, I told myself I can never complain about the weather. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I wake up every day like, yeah, this is awesome. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's it's really nice here. It's sunny and you know very fresh. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We got the some. We got the sun in Florida today too. We had a little bit of a cool snap, which was unusual, but it's okay because we'll take it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it's hot all year long anyway. Kind of like California. Yeah, it was, it's yeah, a little yeah. cold. A yeah. little cold for Florida, but I, I kind of resonate with Eugenia. I'm from Wisconsin, so this is kind of child's play. So, Eugenia, <laughs> I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about Eugenia, but first I wanted to let Eugenia and everybody out there know that I have my co-host with me, Caitlin, today. So if you hear the voice that doesn't sound like mine or Eugenia's, that's Caitlin. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Hi. Um, okay, so let me tell you guys about Eugenia. So Eugenia Kuzmina, which is an awesome sounding name isn't it it's beautiful it, it like that's rhymes. actually when you first told me about her I, that's the first thing i thought was wow her name is beautiful know, it's like an awesome <laughs> name you. um she's Thank a russian american supermodel and she transitioned into hollywood actress and comedian so as a model she's worked with cartier armani dior l'oreal Max Samara, I mean, there, the list goes on here, and I will put this exactly. on the page. Um, she's impaired on the covers and the pages of Vogue, Marie Claire, Cosmopolitan, British GQ, L Self Shape, Glamour, Harper's Bazaar. Again, so many things. And um, Dirty Grandpa you were in, Rock the Casbah, Bad Moms, Tough Guys, etc. So we're just going to say etc. because I know there's a lot more. Okay? Okay. Um, yeah. And like I said, we'll put her website on here, too, because you just want to check out her stuff. The thing that I just think is even more awesome than how nice she is, is that, Eugenia, you've went from being a model to an actress, mm-hmm. and now you do stand-up comedy. So what made you do that transition? You know, I never planned to do that. I just kind of fell into that. Um, and it's really interesting because... When I started acting, I really wanted to find my voice. And uh, the thing is, in Hollywood, there's still, like, pretty typical roles for Russian-speaking actors. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I started playing. It was really interesting, but I really wanted to grow. I wanted to be more diverse. And I remember I was doing Fading Gigolo, uh, this film in New York with John Tatura and Woody Allen. And I was thinking, my God, like, I really wanted to stage, you know, but there's still not enough roles for somebody with an accent and then I realized that Woody's doing stand-up and I was like well that's the stage you know and here you go it's live 
So, of course, I didn't know what I was getting into, <laughs> but I get into it. And uh, to be honest, I really fell in love with the whole experience. And it never really stops. You know, it's, it's an amazing journey. And I love every person in the audience. And I learned so much about everything, you know. Yeah, because so it's, it's, it's different than obviously modeling and acting. But you're still doing that all together. So you're doing all yeah. three. Yeah, I think it's, you know, I don't want to be, like, categorized as a person who's doing one thing. Mm -hmm. Just because I feel, you know, creative pursuits, you can find them in any, you know, outlet. You can draw, you can sing. Um, that's the only thing I can do. <laughs> um, or do comedy. So, yeah. So, yeah, I think there's many things you can find. And so what are your, okay, so I know um, you live in Los Angeles with your husband. He's the CEO mm -hmm. now of Miramax. But you also have three children. So how does that work with the schedule, with your busy schedule? It works great. You know, actually, I, I would say the most important lesson that I learned is being okay with being imperfect. Mm -hmm. And there's no one way to parent. Uh, no matter how many books you'll read on, you know, advice or whatever <laughs> yeah. classes you take. And I did take a lot of classes <laughs> with my first one, but it still never prepares you for what to come. And I think if you, first of all, just listen to your intuition, I think you're pretty wired to to know what you're doing. And then I think time management wise, like it's it's important, of course. And also just uh, realizing living kind of like moment to moment, you have to be present in one thing, but then, of course, you will sacrifice something else. So, right. you know, as long as you don't put like super, super high expectations on yourself by yourself, I think you'll, you'll be fine. Yeah, kind of going with the flow, right? Having an expectation, meaning planning, but then if that plan doesn't go exactly as planned, you're okay with it because you kind of, you always have a backup plan. Yeah, yeah. And it took me some time, you know, because... I come from a place like, you know, Russia, and I was working since I was a kid. So I was like, yeah, I'll be super responsible. And then, you know, the, that thing where like, oh, I'm late here on my work, and then I can't pick up my kids. And, you know, I think you just have to work through um, accepting, you know, your life as it changes. Yeah, definitely. Um, so you did come from when did, at what age did you come over from Russia? I moved to Paris when I was 15. Um, so, you know, I kind of started working at 13 here and there, but it wasn't so serious. I was in school and then I was homeschooled and I, I went to Paris at 15 and then at like 21, I moved to New York and, uh, but you know, as a model, you always travel, you like literally right. every day on the plane. Mm -hmm. So when you homeschooled in Russia and you moved over to Paris. What did you do then? You just continued on, or you were already finished with school by then because you were sixteen? Um, yeah, I was studying. You know, I I was lucky in that sense because I think when other girls have time to like go party and do other things, I I knew that I had to pass my exam. Yeah, <laughs> so I was a good girl. It was like going home, pretty boring, but <laughs> but I think it saved me from you know a lot of mistakes like when I was. A teenager. <laughs> well, that's how you got to where you are because I know um, you and I talked and met when I was in Los Angeles and we really resonated with each other because we were talking about following your intuition and that's something that you mm -hmm. do in your life, with your family, yeah. with your job. And when you were younger and you wanted to pursue modeling, were, were there, there were people that were telling you that that wasn't the thing to do. 
Well, you know, there was no business in Russia at that time. Mm-hmm. It, it just kind of started happening. Like the company started to come like Coca-Cola and L'Oreal to Russia, but there were no agencies, like nobody knew how much you're going to get paid. So mm-hmm. it's not like, you know, people, would, and like it was a little dangerous, I think. You know, my yeah. mom was like, well, they're going to take you and like you're going to finish without passport dancing in some, you know, other country than Paris. So, but my agency in Paris was really nice. Like I'm really grateful for Natalie Model. She's an amazing mentor, somebody who I still keep in touch and you know she invited my mom to come and uh, and yeah I mean you know and we checked that it was all legitimate I was paid and you mm-hmm. know it was a job so so it, but yeah it took some time to for my parents to actually you know agree for my mom to agree to right you know to pursue it yeah and so you took that you know I we talk about that in the 30-day self-perception makeover book the inspired action that you felt it was right Mm-hmm. And you went for it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did. You know, I, I thought it was more something that suited me. I was very curious child in school, so I, I never liked to sit still. And I think I was a little bit of a trouble for my teachers <laughs> in that sense. So I felt like if I travel a lot, like I learned much more from that. And, um, you know, it, it just, yeah, it felt right. Well, so I want to mention one more thing before we go into some of uh, I know that you did the 30 day self-perception makeover, which I'm super excited to hear what you thought about that and how you went through mm-hmm. it. But um, you had said that you've always felt a little bit out of the box. Mm-hmm. So what made and you've used those uniqueness, you've used your uniqueness to actually blossom into what you are today. And I know you pass yeah. it on to your kids. So what kind of feelings did you have when you felt like you were always the one outside of the box? And what got you to get over that hurdle, some would say, to keep well, going? Yeah, I think I think there were so many boxes <laughs> that I needed to check. And, uh, you know, I would start doing things like people-pleasing and trying to, to be what other people wanted me to be. And, of course that would create a huge amount of guilt and shame, you know, because you can never fulfill other people's expectations. Um, And, you know, just after a while, I started working on myself. And I'm still working to this day, you know. It's a constant process, yeah. Yeah, exactly, you know, to to be okay. And I think comedy, like laughter and writing stand-up really helped me to, you know, to start healing myself in that sense that, you know, maybe I don't fit into a category. Like, I started acting when I had kids, so people said, like, what are you doing? You know, like, modeling, I was talking too much <laughs> for a model. <laughs> there were so many things that, you know, that yeah. I had to, like, start working on through comedy and accepting that I'm different and, you know, just sharing that. And I think we all have those, you know, thoughts and, like, how we act upon them is what's important. Yeah, I think life would be a lot easier if we could go through it with blinders. <laughs> and just go with what you feel. Right, because, yeah. we, you know, we do have to learn tunnel vision, like what tunnel vision is. And I think that's what, you know, other mm-hmm. people's expectations are kind of like those outliers that make you pause and have to look to the side or, you know, and that slows your trajectory. It slows you down. And it's something that you have to recover from. Like you said, it causes shame and guilt because really we're packaged on this earth to do what we need to do. What we need to do as people, not what other people need to do or want yeah, us to yeah. do. Yeah, no, that's right. So you're always going to really, I mean, disappointment is kind of part of life, but that's theirs to own. And I think that's, it's kind of taking away the ownership 
of whether or of not course. it makes this person unhappy. It's none of my business mm-hmm. because I have stuff to do, you know? Yeah, of course. And especially as a parent, you know, like you have to be really strong to kind of stand, you know, on your own and say like, this is what I feel is right for my kids. And, mm-hmm. you know, you have to know yourself too and to act upon that. Yeah, because like it's your intuition. You know what's best for your kids. You, you yeah, exactly. Do. And you can't even yeah, explain yeah. it. It's it's that mother's intuition. It's a knowing. And you're just like, eh, when somebody says something you don't agree, you're like, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going with this yeah. one. And I think that that goes along with what you've learned through your life, right? Not, be, not being able to always make everybody else happy, just like Caitlin said. Yeah. That's sort of that, yeah. But And I love that you, well, I think it's kind of funny that you talk too much for a model because I'm thinking... <laughs> Because, I, I mean, it is funny. <laughs> Kathleen should go into modeling. <laughs> I actually did. I was I modeled when I was younger, like a teenager. I was going to say, were you a fitness model? Um, well, I, you know, I, it was more like magazine stuff because I'm not that oh, tall, okay? okay? I wasn't going down the runway, mm-hmm. but I did always talk a lot. But, well, not when I was really younger. Anyway, but I think that that's interesting that you noticed that and that you didn't just stop talking. <laughs> you just found another well, outlet for it, right? So, with acting and then comedy and then yeah. you can still do the modeling. But yet, you have the time to talk doing your other things. Yeah, yeah. No, it's funny because I was fired from so many jobs just for talking too much in the beginning. <laughs> and then, like, I went through a very silent period. And then, you know, I was like, I need to talk. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, when I, when I see those, um, you know, the beautiful women, men that are, you know, on the runways and things like that, they don't ever talk. Like, everybody has the same look. And, and they're beautiful. And they've got these amazing clothes on. But I, you don't get a sense of their personality. It's true, you know, and, like, I think it, it just takes a lot of effort on your side. I mm-hmm. know, like, a lot of times models are perceived, like, oh, your life is perfect, everything is perfect. But a lot of my model friends who are took to acting classes, they're, like, the shyest people, you know, because they're just not used to to talking that much and, you know, expressing themselves. So it's very interesting dichotomy that... You know, unless you're in the business, like, you wouldn't think about it. Yeah, I guess you wouldn't. But like I said, when you mentioned that, I thought, you know. Wouldn't, wouldn't you say, though, that people that are outside of the box are the ones that tend to break the mold? Yeah. You know? That's what yeah. I say. I, I mean, so, okay. you know, I, and they set a trend. I mean, they, they are the new um, mold, essentially. Yeah, so, like, there's these amazing models up on stage now, right, on the runways that seem yeah. genius. And they're like, okay. Now, I like to yeah. talk, so I'm going to follow in her footsteps. Eugenia, I think you need to go on with your bad self. I know. That's right. <laughs> that's what Girl. she's doing. I know. That is what she's doing. And I will tell all of you guys, like, take a look at Eugenia's website. I have watched your comedy reels. They're hilarious. So if, when you come to Florida, like I told you before, you've got to let me know. The next time I get out there, if you're on one, I would love to go watch live. So you're, you're funny. I mean, you're just innately Thank funny. Um, so that Thanks. is, as you know, a compliment, especially when you're a comedian. And I've seen your acting as well. And that's good, too. So I'm so glad that you got off the stage all the time as far as the mm-hmm. runway so that in the pictures so that you can, we can actually get to know your personality. Because that's just what's the best part about everybody, right? 
Well, people yeah, who live authentic, so. who are authentic to themselves, tend to be outside of the box, anyways. Yeah, <laughs> because they yeah. don't fit into any script. I mean, right. we all have fingerprints. We're all unique. It, it really is. It stands for that we are all unique. Therefore, mm-hmm. we're going to bring something different into the picture. It's very rare, I think, unless you squeeze yourself into someone else's, like you said, expectation mm-hmm. that you really are able to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, for sure. And I think we, you know, I educate my kids about that, too, like, all the time. You know, my daughter and, like, it doesn't matter, like, you know, follow whatever you think, you know, your heart tells you. I mean, not, of course, to the extent, you know. (laughs) Yeah, but that's important because not all parents are doing that. I think I want to believe from the things I see and read that more and more are doing that these days. But I don't know that that's really the case. I feel like we're still in the minority of that, um, of Mm -hmm. encouraging our children also to follow your intuition and explaining to them what their intuition actually is. What does your intuition feel like? Because if you've never been explained that as a child, you're not going to know. You know, you're going to, yeah, you're just going to think it's your mind telling you things or somebody, you know what I mean? I, I think it's really important to know the difference between that. So I'm, you know, thank you too. And the other parents out there that are teaching their kids about what their intuition is and when to follow it. Yeah. I think that's so important with, with parenting. Cause I mean, really even adults don't learn it. I mean, but Mm -hmm. to value your own gratification over that of someone else's. Yeah, absolutely. Of course. Because yours is more important. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, I think, like, if you're in show business and, you know, if you're, like, an actor or something, you you just can't do that because, you know, you always, you can't leave out of, like, if people like what you do, if people don't like what you do, you just kind of learn about it. You know, you just have to do what you need to do. And I'm sure in your business, um, well, any of the entertainment business, there's a lot of, like you said, expectations, but there's a mold that a lot of people try to fit into. And when they don't, they could they start feeling down about themselves and they, you know, let's, let's talk about healthy self-perception because then they don't have a healthy self-perception, right? Because they just feel when your down. Book comes in. Yeah. I mean, this is, yeah, this is why we talk about the 30 day self-perception makeover. But, um, was there a favorite day because the book goes instead of chapters, they're called days, 30 days. Is there a favorite day that you had or one that you thought, was stood out the most you know it's interesting i really like that you broke it by like 30 days because i really think it takes our brain some time to you know to wire new information so Mm -hmm. it was really nice i wouldn't say i had like one specific chapter that you know stood out but of course it's really interesting to to take that time and you know to work on like your thought process and you know also i realized like you will always have positive and negative thoughts like it, it, it doesn't go away it's just part of being human mm-hmm. um and it's interesting to like write things on paper and then you know how you rephrase that and look at it back so I, I think there's definitely a lot of interesting details in your process you know and i like that you can like write it down in the book and look back at it so definitely as you change i think it's, it's a book that you can use like over years Oh, yeah. I mean, I always encourage people to do it every six months because that's the amount of time it usually takes your ego self or the outside world to take back Mm -hmm. over those things that you're believing in your subconscious mind. And that's what I love about the writing down because by you writing it, thinking it, 
visualizing, feeling, you know, all of that. You're using all of those different parts of your brain, which is therefore reprogramming your subconscious mind. So that's why yeah. we're working on the teen version now, actually. And then we have a preteen version because like we just talked about with your kids, you know, the earlier they can learn this, even if they don't listen to it all the time, they know that they have those little tricks in their back pocket, right? You got to start them young. <laughs> we got to start them young. That's <laughs> it's right. true. And then, yeah, one of my favorite things was like a letter to like, what are you grateful for? So yeah, yeah. I love that. It, it just it just takes you out of like your everyday like worries and everything, and it just gives you like a bigger perspective on you know on everything. Yeah, that's always one of my favorite parts, and the reason why I love it so much too is because I'll to this day go back and reread my letter. Because those mm-hmm. days that are just kind of like mm, you know you know there's amazing things in your life you know there are. But sometimes you just have to remind yourself. So you've already written that letter and taken the time. So just going mm-hmm. back and rereading it because you have it down on paper. You didn't just think it. And it really mm-hmm. helps you to relive it again and raise those energy vibrations. That's true. That's true. You know, I do want to ask you, well, what did you think about the laughter? Let's go there real quick. Because day 13, we okay. talk about laughter. And since you are a, a comedian, too... I really love comedy and I, it really uplifts everybody, right? Laughter just gets you into that whole other state. I'm addicted to YouTube <laughs> comedy, comedy? <laughs> sketches. <laughs> like, yeah, for sure. We'll just sit there and laugh and laugh because laughter is, is healing. It's even been scientifically proven. And I know that I have the links that are in the book in day 13 because I wanted to make sure, I mean, I knew that it worked, but also, some people like that scientific evidence behind it, and there is scientific evidence behind laughter. So when you go out there on that stage and you are doing those comedy skits mm-hmm. and whatever kind of comedy you're doing, you are helping every single one of those people in the audience. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's how I feel, you know, and um, it's almost like it's a strange feeling because when you start doing comedy, like you still are a little bit self-conscious, you know, but you can not be there because <laughs> it's not about you at all. Right. So I always, I almost feel like there's like some kind of light that comes to me and then like it's not about me and it's like, you know, there's like a higher purpose. I really, it's amazing. It's like a spiritual experience really for me, you know, and uh, connecting on that level with people and laughing and yeah, it's absolutely healing process. Well, and I feel like especially now in these days of like, there's so much news and there's so much mm-hmm. things that happen, like the comedy clubs are sold out all the time which is amazing that is awesome that's good for you comedians as well that's very interesting too that is very interesting because people aren't just watching it on youtube they're actually going to the comedy shows yeah 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 it's been great i feel like you know there's nothing like a live thing because you can't edit anything no that's right that's why we love this live radio show it is what it is yeah would you say exactly. it's there? It's there. <laughs> it's already said. Um, and then we break it down to podcasts, so then it's always there. Um, but, yeah, I love the way that you lift people's spirits through laughter. And, like you said, it comes naturally to you. It's like a spiritual experience. So you are taking your natural gifts that you were born with, and you're following it. And that's what makes what you do so amazing. That's why people love to come watch you, because they feel that. They know that you're just not up there because it's a job. You're up there because you truly love to be there. I think truth is funny just in general. You know, a lot of times, like in social situations, somebody would ask if I can tell a joke. And, like, it's so hard for me because comedy is not about that, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's really, 
very different. And I think, you know, the perception of like what it is, it's actually really funny, but you have to be really courageous and talk about things that, you know, are really personal and you like a lot of times wouldn't talk about. That. Right. But that's what makes it funny because like you said, it's the truth. It's real. It's like real life stuff. And most people's real life stuff, I mean, not obviously not the down times of their real life, but some of it's just really funny. I know like the things that happen in my life on an everyday basis, if I just talked about it, we'd all be dying mm-hmm. laughing because it's just is what it is when you've got a family too. <laughs> There's stuff that happens. You're like, what? Um, <clears throat> but I love the way that you get up there and do that because I know that people, you're really doing everybody justice up there. So, yeah. yeah, that's about the laughter part of the 30-day self-perception makeover. I really think it is so important for everybody to get out and make yourself laugh. Go go to a comedy show. And if you're anywhere, are you guys touring around the whole United States? Or what Where do, What are you doing? Are you just in L.A. Yeah, right now? we just started. Yeah, you know, because, like, I, I felt when I started doing comedy, it was such a, like, individualistic sport. You know, mm-hmm. like, a lot of times comedians wouldn't talk to each other because, like, somebody will steal your joke or whatever. <laughs> But I don't know. I wanted to create a community. You know, for me, it's so important. And uh, I found amazing comedians. And, you know, we have such a great chemistry. And I really wanted to go on tours. So I'm like, guys, let's go together. Like, we can't, I can't do it by myself. You know, I want to go with, you know, a few different people. Yeah. And um, we want to do it in unconventional places and just talk to people and also learn about different places of america because it's so diverse you know and living in la it's not at all a representation of you know the whole country right so yeah we started we went to palo alto and we went to arizona and uh, we're planning to go to vegas next okay but you'll you'll be making your way over to the east coast absolutely yeah <laughs> of course okay because caitlin and i maybe we get kathy road trip behind the thing <laughs> Okay, get ready. <laughs> yeah, no, that would be awesome. Actually, and I'm just going to plug this. We live in St. Augustine, Florida, and it is a huge tourist town. Um, okay. like it is Well, and you may not know this, but you may. It is the oldest city in the nation. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yes. We also have the most trolleys. We do. We have <laughs> trolleys. It's actually, truly, it is a very, look it up on everybody. If you're listening to this and you are not local, look up staugustine.com. Because, I mean, That's so romantic. Yeah, I mean, it is actually a lot of people. Um, this is like one of the actually, what was it? Travel. I mean, it, it's been so many times on the top 10 of the top wedding destinations. Um, mm. Top beaches, top this. I mean, because it's yeah, a tourist especially, place. Especially, especially in the spring and fall, you'll see brides by the lions. Like we have a very large lion statues and you'll see called the lion's bridge yeah at the lion's (laughs) bridge (laughs) Um, okay but the reason why i'm telling you this is because we would love for you to come to saint augustine and we've got some places you could even do we have so many this downtown area um it's historical so it's awesome just write it down take a look at it you will not be disappointed and like i said it is (laughs) it is the oldest city in the nation and like it's always packed with tourists, <laughs> isn't it, guys? That's amazing. Yes, very much. We know that because we get stuck behind the traffic. And we love the tourists. Oh. <laughs> <But> <laughs> it's great for the economy, not so much for my pigeons. Yeah. <laughs> At like 5 yeah. o'clock p.m. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited that you're going to get over to the East Coast. So we will hold you to that and keep looking at okay. your schedule. Um, okay, so I'd like to ask you, what would you tell your 25-year-old self if you, when you looked back, like what advice would you give your 25 old self of what you know today to help yourself at 25? Um, well, 
I would definitely say it's really important to take time for myself too, you know, because I honestly was like in caregiver mode since I was a child. Mm-hmm. And like, I was always like, oh, I'm last, I'm last. And then you have kids, you know, and like, whatever, I have kids in my early 20s. So I, you know, I would say just relax and it's okay to, you know, it, it's really important actually to take time for yourself. I would say that. And also, um, yeah, I mean, trust your intuition. I think that that just goes all the time. Yeah, I think that's a big one, yeah. right? As you, If you're at an age... And I say this because there are some people that I've run across that are 40, 50, 60, and they still don't trust their intuition. But once you get that, the earlier you can learn it, oh my gosh, doesn't that just get you on your path that you were meant to be on in your life just that much faster? Absolutely. Yeah, I think the most the two things you you know you can buy are like health and time and love. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think, you know, it's really really important to to come from there yeah you know yeah i think that i i totally agree with you i think i would tell my that's one of the things i would tell my 25 year old self although that was around the age i was starting to really get my intuition and follow it but mm-hmm. if we can teach our kids that now whatever age they are gosh you can even do that at like two and three right when they start doing something you'd be like so what do you really feel about it what are you really thinking? I don't know. I think that's a dangerous question to ask a two-year-old. It is, but you, <laughs> but you know the right. You know, you know what's best for them. But let's see what they say. I mean, if they say, "Yeah, mom, it's really great to go jump off the couch into the," and you'd be like, "You know, that's probably not the best choice." Yeah. <laughs> I feel but like I really that. want the cookie. Uh, my intuition is telling me cake. <laughs> Um, so I, I, anyway, all the parents out there, maybe not the two-year-old, but yeah, I still think it guys, I think you just have to go about it the right no, way. No, absolutely. Like, I th- I think it's especially, you know, true once, the, you know, they really get the hang of consequences, you know, like yeah. really understanding consequences. Um, and I mean, in addition to the intuition, I, if, you know, at 25, I would have told myself to stop apologizing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. honestly, be, feeling bad for things that were right for me that I did that may have affected someone else, you know, because I think but I was slowed right down. You. It was right for me. Yeah. You know, it felt right to me, but, you know, someone might not have wanted me to do it. But, you know, so I think that's something, too. And it, I, that goes right along with your intuition, because mm-hmm. why apologize mm-hmm. for something that your intuition is, is telling you, like, this is the right thing to do? Yeah. So, Eugenia, um, before we let you go, is that something that you thought when because you said you were always a caregiver from a young age? Mm-hmm. Um, did you get into that feeling sometimes where you were doing things that you knew were right for you, but you ended up feeling like you had to apologize to other people because they would maybe be a little oh bit God. upset about it? Absolutely. I mean, I, you know, and I'm working on it, but yeah, I was always like the biggest people pleaser who would always, because, you know, like if you're empathetic, you really feel what other people feel and like, you know, you try to to help them or whatever. So I would always, put other people's interests first and yeah of course I would always say sorry and mm-hmm. but when I started writing jokes about it like then I realized <laughs> there was some something that you know I might want to work on <laughs> yeah but now like you said it really has been like therapy to do the comedy and write jokes about some of the things that you've sure. gone through for sure yeah I, I love the comedy story because 
there's a stage and uh, one room has mirrors all over. So, like, literally, you can't lie. You, like, turn somewhere and you look at your reflection in the mirror. You're like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot lie to yourself anymore because you are everywhere. <laughs> I do love that. That's what we should do with houses. Just have mirrors everywhere. Uh, no, man. I don't want to see myself in the morning. <laughs> I wake up. I don't want to Listen, be- <laughs> if we have a healthy self-perception, you will look at yourself in the mirror and you will say, I love my eyes. I... <laughs> You will look at all of the good parts. I love you, but you don't need that bagel. <laughs> I think I think your relationships are your biggest mirrors too. You know. Like oh, so true. Yeah. Uh huh. So, yeah, yeah, you can see all that. Well, Eugenia, it has been awesome to have you here with us, and we are going to be looking for you in St. Augustine doing comedy. Yes. And um, I will put your all of your links on the post on this WSOS page and on my page, and Eugenia will uh, share it out. But I highly recommend you all to check out her page, which is EugeniaKuzmina.com. So. And also check out the book, you know, 30 Day Perception Makeover. Thank you, I really Eugenia. Love it. So thank you so much for Yeah, so check out my book, The 30 Day Self-Perception Makeover, because I am telling you all, like, it really helps. It's a deal changer. It really is. Yeah, it really is. And when this teen and mm-hmm. the preteen book come out, teen will be next. And we have been ro- rocking hard on that one. Yes, we have. Um, that's going to be really great for the high school ages. Mm-hmm. And Amazing. we'll be throwing that out there. So I know that you've, yours, yours would probably, your kids would probably be more, um, well, your daughter's probably not quite that age, but preteen-ish. Seven. Yeah, she's seven. Yeah, so a couple seven. more years. It gets there before you know yeah. it, doesn't it? Yes. I know. Holy cow. So, all right. Well, Eugenia, um, is there anything else that you would like to say? I just want to, you know, say thank you so much and really a pleasure, you know, love your book and uh, hope we stay in touch and, you know, you just like vibrate really bright. So, well, thank you. (laughs) You do too. You do too. And also I will be putting out shortly. I actually had a, a nice talk with Eugenia when I was out there in LA and we filmed it. So, um, and, and Eugenia has shared it once on her page as well. So we're going to have that out a little bit more. This will be downloaded into podcast. And I have a feeling you guys are going to be hearing a lot more from Eugenia. So, yes, we will definitely be staying in touch. And um, I will be in touch to find out when you're going to be out this way. And I will be getting with you when I get out to L.A. next. Amazing. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of the night. You too. We're going to play your Bye. David Bowie for you as Good you Good night. As oh, yeah. Okay, cool. All right, talk to you soon. Bye. Hey, and we are back. So I really enjoyed having Eugenia here. That was amazing. It was. It was great. So we will have her back. I mean, the comedy, I think, is so important and all that laughter and... Comedy is a huge part of my life. Yeah. It is. The laughing actually, is a huge part of my life. It is. It yeah. should be a part of everybody's life. Mm-hmm. So if anybody's feeling down out there... I'm telling you, find somebody that makes you laugh. Go watch comedy. If you, yep. if you don't have any friends that make you laugh, <laughs> then you got to go watch somebody well, you don't Well, I don't know, know about, yeah, watch comedy, but then also, you know, get a new friend. <laughs> you do, yeah, I would work on getting funny friends because... For sure. Honestly, I think if you don't have a family member that's funny that you're around all the time... I mean, luckily for me, I have some that are kind of funny. Yeah, your dad's hilarious. Yeah, he is. My kids are too. And sometimes I don't think they mean to be. But actually, I think my sons do mean to be. And my daughters will really um, attest to that one. There's always <laughs> some sort of kind of comedy thing going on. But I think it's really important, though, for everybody to realize that they can 
change things, right? Like we can definitely change the way that we're feeling. Yes. Right. But it's one thing that, okay. Cause I, I saw a post that something it said something about how people like one thing you're not in charge of is what you think. I don't know. It was very confusing to me because I think it's the opposite. <laughs> like you are, you're, you are in charge of the way that you react. You're far to more in control over your emotions. I think that emotions are definitely uh, more of a choice to be honest with you. I mean, obviously there's extenuating circumstances, but I think most of the emotions that we choose, that we feel we choose as in, you know, irritation, whether or not I'm going to be irritated about something I can't change right now, whether or not I'm going to, you know, be sad or I'm going to get motivated and, you know, make a, make a change for myself. So I yeah. think in, in terms of that, it's, it's choice. My mom always said that she's always, I mean, she, that's something she says all the time. She says, Katie, happiness is a choice. <laughs> well, it, abs- it absolutely is. And I want to say, talk about just real quick, something that Eugenia was talking about, which was being outside the box yeah. and following your intuition at the same time. So she was, you know, didn't feel like she fit into that mold because models aren't supposed to talk very much <laughs> you know i, I think um, that yeah that's not just modeling i think that's yeah, no, I pretty think that's, much everything that's, well that's yeah. what i wanted to say you know mm-hmm. there are other um professions that that might be the thing right you're supposed to just sit back and go with it but if that doesn't feel right to you know that maybe you should uh rethink that and then right. go into something else or try something else on the side don't stop what you're doing if that's why you're making money we're not saying to be irresponsible here <laughs> we, we talk about this often but make sure that you're doing something right that is fulfilling that need so um what we're going to do here is we're going to start doing a manifesting magic in your everyday life um, we're going to talk about just a topic every week that's only going to last for a few minutes. And what we're going to do is we're going to go live on Facebook at the same time that we're talking about that topic so that if anybody wants to tune in, you can watch it on replay or whatever. So we're going to do that. But first, we're going to take a quick break to listen to a really cool song. And we will be right back. Hey, I'm Kathleen Miner. Welcome to Manifesting Magic in Your Everyday Life. It's time to magnetize the life that you desire. Here we go. And welcome back. So you are listening to Manifesting Magic in Your Everyday Life with Kathleen on WSOS 103.9 FM St. Augustine, 95.5 FM Ponte Vedra Nocatee, and from anywhere on St. Augustine Radio com. So I have my co-host here with me today, Caitlin. Say hi, Caitlin. Hello, everybody. Um, and we are going to go live on Facebook for just a few minutes because I would like to, let's just talk about a magnif... Mag- <laughs> let's talk about magnifying let's glasses. Let's talk about magnifying <laughs> glasses. Let's talk about... <laughs> See, I'm going to be start laughing here. Man, oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> Manifesting magic in your everyday life. So here we are. Um, Let me just make sure that we are not echoing anywhere or anything else with Facebook. And then we will be on it. So first of all, if you're watching us live on Facebook and you're not yet because I have to hit the go live button. um, (laughs) Now we'll get there. We're talking through this. We are. Thank you for being here. (laughs) When you're doing this, you got to like do a couple things at one time. And sometimes Facebook is a little bit slower than I like for it to be because I am a 
um, you know, I try not to be an instant gratification kind of person, but you know, I just am. So anyway, but that is why I manifest magic in my everyday life because I make sure that the things that I would like to come into my life do. And I also know that when things don't go the exact way that I think that they should go, that it's even going to be better. And sometimes it takes us to take that mindset and remember that it's not, you know, it's not that we're doing something wrong. So manifesting magic in your everyday life. So I wanted to just talk about one thing that I posted about today. And um, that was, and I'm gonna try to look up at the camera instead of down here. But you know, the things that come naturally to you. Right. Yeah. That's like the like actually like what Eugenia was saying. The things that come naturally, yeah, like to you. natural born talent. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When she got up on the stage for doing comedian things, and I know um you're amazing at so many things, photography, and I mean honestly, we could be on here singing, playing the guitar, things like that. <laughs> um, things that you think. Oh, things, you do go on. <laughs> things that you feel that are enjoyable, um, but they're easy at the same time, and things that you're just really good at, like we just said. So, those are your gifts. Those are your natural born gifts. And unfortunately, we always don't take the time to recognize those. Well, also, I think that we we tend to admire people with different gifts Mm -hmm. a little bit more because we can't do them. Right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So nobody else has the same talents as you. And they may be similar, but they're never the same. Right. And I think that's what you're talking about. We see somebody else and we're like, oh, but they're doing that. It's never going to be like you are because you're unique. It's y- nobody is yeah. going to be like anybody else. But this is why wishing and wanting to be like somebody else is absolutely a waste of time and energy. And so is comparison. Well, yep. They say a uh, comparison is a thief of joy. True. Yep. That's, Amen. Yeah. Amen to that because it is. So that's why, you know, I think it's in, there's a fine line too between comparing and wanting to be inspired by somebody else. Right. right. And I think that comes down to like whether or not you feel you're good enough. Because if I feel right. like I'm good enough and I'm comfortable with my gifts, I'm comfortable with my talent, I know where I'm going. Mm-hmm. I see someone else kind of doing the same thing. I already know that whatever I bring to the table is going to be completely different and right. equally. If is. you have a healthy self perception. Right. But if you do yeah. not, then you're going to be questioning that. Right? Yeah, you're going to be like, oh, well, what am I doing? So yeah, every I think comparison. Just know that you're wasting your time if you're doing it, and if you're, you know, it's self sabotage. Absolutely. So make sure that you use these natural gifts. Be grateful for them, and let your shine light shine through. You're given these for a reason, mm-hmm. and this is how you can magnetize it into your life every single day. Is by when you come across those times. So if you're doing something that you love to do and it doesn't really feel like work. Right. Or if it makes you happy and you and or you find yourself lost in doing it. Right. Say you're say you love to paint, but you don't do it very often. And when you're doing it, you're like, you know, three hours later, you're still doing it or playing the guitar or anything. I mean, whatever. happiness and joy. I, I mean, they're great indicators of where you should be going and where right. you should be focusing your attention, you know. Right. And actually, yeah. we had Janetta Sailor and Alberto on here yeah. a couple of times and they both, they're singers and um, they just get on the stage and you're like, yeah, they belong there. But (laughs) I have to say though, they talk a lot about following that intuition. Like that is something that most people would say, oh, you want to be a singer? You want to have a band? Oh my gosh. Now they're touring all around the country. Right. But I I think that the biggest thing, you know, the bigger you get, the more condescension you're going to have Mm -hmm. you know there's going to be more people i I mean because really if you think about it and this is unfortunate great success makes people uncomfortable 
because it's kind of a reminder of the, the thing- people, the, the success that the people themselves are getting or, or success no. that other people are uncomfortable with their success. I'm saying like, like in an audience, like okay. if, if you're, if you're really going for it, you're taking risks, you're really successful with mm-hmm. it. I think it is a reminder to some people that they're not living their truth. They're not living outside of the box. And, or yeah. you could say jealousy. That would be well, jealousy, and that's but... a jealousy is a negative energy vibration. Yes, way down there on the on the pole of energy <laughs> vibrations that we talk about. It's way down there on the totem way pole. down there. <laughs> um, but you're right. So, but yeah. actually, though, when you see that and you start feeling that twinge, we we could talk about that for a minute. When you start feeling that twinge, know though that that's something giving you a message. You're getting a message then, instead of getting jealous and upset about what that person's doing, be like, okay. <laughs> This is like a clue of something that I would love to do and something that's going to make me feel great. Um, And on the flip side as well, when you're receiving that kind Mm -hmm. of negative attention from, you know, when you're living, you're just learn to block it out. Just like that's their issue, whatever, and move on. Right. So we talked for a minute about that, how to recognize your gifts. It's basically when you start to feel that joy, when when you get lost in something, but sometimes we don't pause to stop and recognize it. We don't stop to recognize the fact that this is something that we really enjoy. Um, And maybe you start doing it on the side more. And we talked a little bit about that with Eugenia though, but maybe you, you go do it on the side a little bit. You have your job, but you do this a little bit on the side and it may create something. Either that may be enough for you and that gives you enough joy and soulful fulfillment, but it might be something that you can carry on with. I always say, turn your passion into your paycheck. That's love that saying. (laughs) That's that's your passion is your platform. Your passion is your paycheck. I've, that's, right. that's so, how I believe. So how is this manifesting magic in your everyday life? It is because if you start following those little twinges of feelings that you get, those amazing things that you start to feel great about that you're doing, if you could just start going in that direction just a little bit, like just a little bit. Like I said, if it's painting, paint a couple hours a day, paint an hour a week, I don't, you know, whatever. Just start going in that direction, right? Um, if you love to be around children, be find something that you're around children more and you can hang out or, you know, something. So that is how you start to open the flow. Right. I always talk about opening the flow to creating the life that you desire. When you open that flow because you're on that higher energy vibration, that's when those things start to come to you. Right. And you know it's right. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Okay. So as if you're watching us on Facebook too, so like we're we're twins right now. Do you like our shirts? We got our swag on. We do. Positive, <laughs> you can get this on KathleenMiner.com. Yeah, positive <laughs> vibes and manifesting highs. So we've got some more sayings that are going to be coming out because honestly, when you read this, and these are things that like I have written places and all, and it's because you automatically makes you stop and think, right? Mm-hmm. We have to have positive vibes. And we'll be manifesting highs. Yes. And if you purchase a shirt, please don't be angry while you're wearing it all around. You won't. You can't be. That's the whole purpose, Caitlin. Look in the mirror and read it. I know it's backwards. You guys are fine with reading it backwards. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's the whole purpose. Right. Yeah, that is. It's a lifestyle. It I is mean, a it lifestyle. Really, no, well, it's, actually, it's a lifestyle. Yeah, we'll be talking a little bit more about that, too, in the next coming weeks and months and forevers. But um being positive and i know you can't be positive every day so let's be real right some days are just down days but when you get up out of bed in the morning you have to remind yourself that today let's think of something good even if you don't think there's anything good if you're breathing let's count that as one yes if you opened your eyes that morning there's number one Mm -hmm. right so that's when they say there's always something to be grateful for there is there is 
right? And yeah. I know that some horrible things happen, but we have to sort of try to work through that. We're not going to get all into that right now. But manifesting magic in your everyday life is something that can absolutely be done. And um, so join us. So what we're going to do is we will have these things live on Facebook every week. We'll be giving you some tips and tricks on how you can open that flow and begin to manifest the life that you desire. We also have some amazing, more amazing guests coming on. Yes. Um, you know, we'll have some great co-hosts here with us as well sometimes. So, um, yeah, let us know. Also, email us. You can go to KathleenMeyer.com. Email us any questions. Yeah, if there's something specific that you want um, addressed on Manifesting Magic, if there's any question that you have, or, mm -hmm. I mean, even if it's like a block or you've been trying to do this and you're experiencing a block, go ahead and email yeah, uh, email Kathleen. us and we'll talk about mm -hmm. it. And we'll let you know when we're going to answer that question. Because what we will be doing eventually is having call-ins so that we can answer those questions for you guys online. Because you'll learn a lot from other people as well. If you're yes. one that doesn't want to call in because you're embarrassed. Although, you know what? We're not going to know who you are because you're calling in. Right. <laughs> you can say, you're anonymous. I'm anonymous. <laughs> and... Um, so, but we'll work through those things. You might get some tips and tricks from other people and what they've gone through, right? And, yeah. Or what we're telling them to help with. So I'm going to say bye on Facebook, but I'm still going to be here for a, a moment. Um, doing a couple things at one time here. Yes. And I think too, um, the, fu the funny thing about this is when I started reading about manifesting or even, you know, cause it's so, to me, it's very close to like prayer and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but when I started reading about it, I it, it started actually more information and I found books like just randomly, you know, like all of these things popped up yeah. in my life, you know, that, that kind of went towards that sort of, uh, life and that knowledge. So even if you're like wondering about manifesting, you're going to manifest manifesting. You are. You're going to manifest <laughs> learning more about yeah. manifesting. And I'd like to say some people, you know, this has nothing to do with religion or anything else. Manifesting, you do it every day. I like to think of two other words for manifesting that is being creating and magnetizing. You are creating and magnetizing your life every single day. So why yes. not do it on purpose? Yes. Like why not do, I mean, to me, it's a no brainer. Yeah, and if everybody would start thinking a little bit differently like that, and we have some amazing people that do. Okay, so before we go though, I want to just mention as well on March thirty first, and I'll talk about it a little again next week. We have laughter yoga here in St. Augustine at Now in Zen Studio with Amy from the Adventure Project. She is awesome. If you guys don't know Amy. Um, and myself, I'll be there as well because, you know, like we talked about with Eugenia, it goes on to chapter th or day 13, chapter 13, I like to say day 13, which is all about laughter and how it raises our energy vibrations. So mm -hmm. Caitlin and I'll be there. Um, if Kathy can make it, I know she's going to come too. Uh, so now in Zen Studio, go to KathleenMinor.com. You can find it. It'll say laughter yoga. It's right on San Marco. So if you are in St. Augustine, it is like right around the corner from anywhere that you live. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's going to be absolutely awesome. 7 p.m. March 31st. And I am super excited to be back here next week. Please send me any emails with any questions and I will see you soon. Uh, see you guys later. Bye. <laughs> As founder and president of Hopeful Handbags International, a nonprofit 501c3 organization, I would like to ask that you donate your once loved handbags filled with necessities that will be donated to women getting back on their feet again, that have gone through down times, abuse, and homelessness. 
Never underestimate the power of hope. If you or your business would like to donate funds, necessities, become a drop-off location, or start a hopeful handbags in your area, contact me at KathleenMiner.com and you too can give hope.